Three, two, one. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Chocolate and Caramel. Chocolate and Caramel. I don't believe this. I love this podcast you're, and its You're name. being on your best behavior now. I, I, <laughs> I feel like the trap is coming. I feel like I'm changed, you know? You should have changed earlier, like a year ago. No. <laughs> I'm in a different league now. So you, you're saving your best part of yourself for Atlanta. Yeah. That's how you're going to do us. I'm going to wear, like, suits every day. Oh, my gosh. You can Dope. afford them now. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't have enough to, like, do that as soon as I get there. But after yeah. a couple paychecks, you exactly, know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. for folks who are listening, um, of course, there will be one person who will click on this without reading the description, and they won't know that Greg will no longer be with us. He's going off to a better place. <laughs> Somewhere between here and heaven. <laughs> Wakanda. Wakanda! Forever. With the vibranium. Yep, I am out of here. I'm uh, moving to Atlanta, Georgia um, very quickly. I don't know when this will air, but I'll be, you know, out of here very soon right after. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I've never lived outside of Oregon before. I've lived only in Corvallis for college and I hated it. So, Yeah. yeah. What can go wrong? A lot. Yeah, but but so well, Emily might write a story about you. The thing, well, hopefully I'm escaping that. The thing <laughs> is, I mean, yeah, that's that's one aspect of it is like this. I didn't expect it to be news because, um, like, uh, when we had a baby, it wasn't news, and I was like, okay, maybe I faded away or something. But the, then, like, every were you trying with like an earned media baby? I thought so. I thought he was going to be famous from the jump. You wanted to uh, have your baby and name him front page or something? At least a tweet. At least a Breaking tweet news. from the news. Yeah, like um, Bonnie and Clyde are pregnant, but like, nope. But Aww. so I didn't expect this necessarily to be a move, but it was or news and it was news in almost all of our publications. But um, the point uh, what I'm getting to is like, it's not like anybody from Atlanta has called me and been like, hey, we heard you're moving in. So I think like, that is just one um, example of the size difference in, in city and metropolitan mm-hmm. area and really um, what the city, basically Atlanta, means to culture. And, and it's a big city, you know, yep. and we're basically in a town here where uh, an activist going Atlanta's to not even that big. You know. Yeah, but it, it's a it's a cultural hub, exactly. I think. And so, and like they're they're not writing stories about new nonprofit employees. You know what I'm saying? Or like activists coming White to town. Star here. <laughs> There's a lot of famous people in Atlanta too. You know, exactly. obviously. Um, and so you know, like this, Gregory McKelvey. Yeah. Well. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to be famous there. And I think that's going to be so refreshing to not have all the responsibilities that I have now that I don't get paid for that, like, stress me out, like, to not have all of those responsibilities and get to focus on my family at this crucial moment and um, try and, like, really make a big difference with what I do for money. Um, Only be involved in a few organizations, you know, will, will all be super cool. Like you're going to start Atlanta's resistance? Yeah, people joke about that. Uh, but no, absolutely not. I plan on joining. Light? I plan on joining DSA. I plan on trying to um, get involved in the NAACP there, which I assume is probably great. Yeah. Um, and then to also uh, work for these few short months to help get Stacey Abrams elected. 
I forgot. I know, Stacey, right? You're going to Georgia. Yes, get Stacey Abrams elected. That's exciting. In the fun stuff that they're doing, I looked into it. It's not like your basic campaign here that like I've done it a million times. What they're really focusing on is getting black people registered to vote. Yeah. And that sounds amazing and fun. It is amazing. And and will have an impact, you know, down the road as well. But like obviously in a red state, it, a lot of things are different. They don't have they have you know, we don't the the way our elections are so accessible, they don't have that in Georgia, you know. Yeah. They have like lines. Yeah. And gerrymandering. Yeah. Yeah. But the governor could help change that. Yeah, hopefully. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. Damn, I want to be Atlantean now. You can come visit. We have an extra bedroom. I you know Are you? I'm supposed to I'm trying to tell you. And you're gonna be mad at me. Because I should come for friendship, but the reason why I want to come is because it's my favorite kombucha that you can, uh-huh. in the world, you can get in Atlanta. And it's the first place where I had it was in Atlanta. Really? I yes. don't think they were a huge kombucha place. Bucci Kombucha. It's made in Asheville, North Carolina. You can get it in Atlanta. Huh. You can't get it on the West Coast. You can't get it in you the Midwest. You can't order it? No, they don't like ship you kombucha. I'm not a kombucha like expert. I don't know. You're killing me. So if I come to visit... I'm first going to be at going to Whole Foods, and then I'll come say hi to you. Yeah. I mean, wow, I can't believe they have kombucha over there. They have the best kombucha. Wow. Not only kombucha, they have the best. Yeah. I mean, so many Towson parts. Towson sells out there. So many parts of my life are going to be different, like living in a red state, weed not being legal. Um, are you going to still wear skinny jeans? Sales tax. I, I'm planning on, like... I gave away so much clothes. I'm planning on just having... Yes, the short answer is yes. Uh, (laughs) When I'm wearing jeans, they will be skinny jeans. But I'm planning on being, you know, more of a suit and tie person. I want to completely, you know, like rebrand. And when I come back, I'll be mature. You'll be McGelvey. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be McGelvey. Yeah, and I'll come back and be able to recruit all my minions. (laughs) I love the alt-right. Are you going to miss Joey Gibson? No. I don't know why they decided to focus on me again anyway. I don't even go to those. I know. And it's like they shared an article. So for those who don't know, um, one of their like main people and from the Patriot Prayer account said that they're going to go undercover um, dressed as Black Bloc, um, uh, which they now refer to as McGelvey's Minions. And on one of them, they shared a story of me. Um, like leaving to Atlanta, which had my name spelt right in yeah. the like in the title. So yeah. it's like, I don't know if they were trolling or what the deal is. Yeah. But McGelvey's minions. There must be some Joey Gibson alternative in Atlanta. I, I think Republican there. All, the entire state aside from <laughs> Atlanta. I mean, like yeah. they're um, just prayer. <laughs> period. Yeah, it's, that's one of the things that's going to be so weird. I mean, like Confederate flags are, are yep. a big part of their culture. Yep. I mean, I've never even been to like the South. Really, I've been to Texas before and only when I was a kid, when my brother was at Texas A&M. And um, so I'd never really experienced the South before. And I know this is its own little like somewhat enclave and stuff, but mm. um, you, you're still in the old Confederacy, you know? And yeah. so it's going to be a culture shock. I mean, literally, like you'll go to jail for pot, which is crazy. Like here you can walk down the street smoking pot on your way to buy pot from a store. And like there, yeah, you'll go to jail for having it. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Switch to kombucha. That's 
not the same. Mitigation, harm reduction, it's not the same. I know. I don't know what to tell you. You're yeah. going to have to do the risks. But now you'll be making money and you're a lawyer. So if you get caught. Well, I'm not going to be a lawyer in Georgia, though. It's true, but you'll have, you know, you'll be able to navigate the legal yeah, system. The That's true. And the, the bar is actually way easier in Georgia, too, because they have a bunch of hillbillies that, like, need to take it and pass. So. See? So you could be a lawyer. I could At least be on the lawyer. side. It's like I'm I'm leaving, I'm leaving the door open to which is one of the reasons why we wanted to be in Atlanta proper and not necessarily Decatur. So it ended up being a better option. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm leaving the door open to like uh, it potentially staying there longer than what my current plan. What I'm saying is two years. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that I come back. I'm like less. Of well, it's got to be more than two years because cats got to go to school. And it's that's a two, two year years. I know, but two years period. So you're at least saying two years and six months. Like you can't just like. I mean, I just moved in a matter of days this time, but yeah, yeah, around two years. Yeah, you no, know, in <clears throat> twenty, whatever. What's two plus whatever year we're in now? Twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, maybe I'll be there and be like, I don't know. Maybe you'll get a job in New York. Maybe yeah, this Sean hopefully King will hire will, you. This hopefully will open a lot of doors because like people don't understand, I think for both of us that like all the pitfalls that come with being known. Yeah. And one of which is it's not super easy to find a job. It's true. Um, and even though both of us have like immense talents that got exactly. us to where we are anyway, and people know of those talents, but they're just like, uh, it might come with too much. So we're not going to hire him. So and right now lie to your face. So right now I'm making less than I'm worth and I know it, you yeah. know? And so I'm hoping that, you know, this will open the door for me and sort of prove that I'm not, I didn't just become well-known protester for like being at the right place at the right time. Like it took a certain level of skill at a certain amount of things. Yeah. And uh, hopefully those skills will suit me well where I'm at and it'll open the door for potentially better employment or more employment here or in Atlanta in the future. And so um it's good to be how much more money do you want man (laughs) it's just i I mean both of us both of us now it's crazy because like there's been times where both of us were like didn't have jobs and now we're both like directors of sorts and stuff and it's like we both powered up baby that's crazy right well i've been a director before i know but yeah but for you both of us went through a lot in like the past since we like met a lot a lot we've been through too much too it's much. crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. And we're still standing. I know. And that's what I've been saying to people lately. Like, this year's been hard. Last year's been hard. The year before, like, I've had hard years. That's mm-hmm. like my reality. And that's my resiliency. Um, but what I'll say about this year, which was a really, like, I fell. I fell in flames. But I've risen. And I've mm-hmm. risen like a phoenix, which is a huge spiritual and a philosophical uh, meaning to rise like a phoenix. And, you know, there are folks who have pushed me off ledges, who've tried to light me on fire and watch me burn. And those are people who are flapping like bald pigeons. Yeah. So uh, I'm the phoenix and they're a bald pigeon. That's uh, what I'm just thinking about right now. I forget what it's called, but, you know, like um, in math class, when a line is not exactly like the two lines are not straight, um, Mm -hmm. that eventually they'll hit each other and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like basically things even out over time. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like as time passes, the people that suck um, falter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. 
We saw that with Occupy Ice. Poor, poor. No. Oh, man. I I wish the best for our activist community. And it's so funny how people, there's so much, I have so much conflict in the activist community. Mm-hmm. I wish the best for everybody because I just shake my head. I am like a mom watching her teenage son have an alcohol problem. And I'm like, I love you and you're mm-hmm. pissing the fuck out of me right now, but I'm still going to love on you. So that's how I currently feel. So how I feel is something that I have not been able to say since I've been an activist in the city. Yeah. And I'll say it now for the first time, um, which I've wanted to say for a lot. And it's more nuanced than what I'm going to say, but it's going to feel better to just say it this way. <laughs> yeah. Anarchists fucking suck. Exactly. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Say that again. They suck. Anarchists they fucking suck. suck. Yeah. And it's the hypocrisy. That is the main thing. It's the hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Are you from England all of a sudden? Now? I am. <laughs> Hypocrisy. I don't care. I know. There's no don't privacy. Care. Don't uh, <laughs> be over here classics and stuff like you're a damn educator. Uh, hypocrisy, whatever. I'm a language anarchist. Thank okay. you. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. No it's, dictionaries. It's, no spell checks. It is that. It's like, it's like we don't believe in government. And also we're going to set up this institution at our camp, which um, has the ability to govern the entire camp that works based on votes uh and can have we'll unilateral power and <laughs> we're gonna build a wall and also we don't believe in government but we've set this thing up that may look exactly like government but it's not you and know we'll kick people out without having any kind of dialogue or process yeah. for people to defend themselves i feel like anarchism is kind of lazy and it's like it, yeah. it it's the first step of i think where you're supposed to end up which is like everything is fucked up it's like yes that we can concede that but it's not like, okay, then burn it all down and see what happens. Like, that's not effective. Yeah. And, and, and the reason I said it's more nuanced than this is because we both know intelligent anarchists, I think, yeah. um, who are well-read. And I think that, I, I mean, I assume that, like, anarchist theory, when you, like, read more about it and stuff, is not what we see at, like, Occupy ICE and Function and stuff. Exactly. So I, I, I'm not trying to discredit the political... Um, I don't know idea that anarchism is. The, although uh, I so, don't yeah, subscribe to, clarify, to it. To clarify, it's the performative anarchists. It is the anarchists sure, yeah. who will take the front lines of social media at the protests. The loud ones who are like, "I'm anarchist, hear me roar," because they're more of the performance of seeming radical than mm-hmm. actually bringing radical principles into their organizing. And it's also like a contest with each other of all times of who is the most radical, yeah. who can like seem the most woke, yeah. yeah, who can be the most woke, and then like who can do the most callouts. And it's like I, I think I tweeted something like this recently. It's like the way to prove in Portland that you're the most woke is to find the biggest flaws in otherwise good people. Yep. And so Virtual signaling. Yeah. So you find, so like if I see somebody, I'm like, wow, they're doing great work. And then you just like stare at them for like, let's say the best yeah. movie in the world. You can watch that movie. Titanic. And mo- okay, sure. That's actually what came to mind, but let's say, really, <laughs> I don't know if it's the best movie, but I think a lot of people would say that, but you can watch the entire Titanic and then like, go away from it and you know deep down it was a great movie and then you'll be like you know that that door was actually like he could have fit through that door he uh, could have yeah they did not try the but it's fuckers. like to no. make that you're like takeaway you have to be some sort of fucking special kind of fucking jerk to like everybody else likes it it's like these contrarians where it's like 
even if you don't love to listen to like Kendrick Lamar every day, you have to concede he's a talented individual, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like these people that'll like walk away from that and it's like they want to be different. And so how I'm going to do that is hate the things that are good. Yeah. And like you put soy milk in my latte. It's just burn down this establishment. (laughs) And it's like and, and it's so stressful at all times to be like did I like accidentally use soy milk or did I like, you know, and it's just like milk, which one was it? And we're, and we're like supposed to focus on these things. And it's so like for being, our communities are dying right now. When exactly when anarchism is supposed to be like this huge, big picture type thing to be always like super heightened and focused on the minute little things. The political um, differences. Like, like, like when fuck. I got kicked out of the ICE, you know, encampment, um, you know, they were telling me that I was a security threat. And I said, no, this is a political disagreement. Like you mm-hmm. literally are telling me you don't like that I say pleasant things to police officers. Yeah. That's not a security issue. That is a political disagreement. Mm-hmm. And they decided that their praxis like the way that they would analyze the situation was that this was a safety issue. And that just shows how misdirected performative anarchism is. Yeah. Performative anarchism is a safety issue. And it's like, um, because you end up getting people hurt, you end up growing fascist movements. You end up like doing all these things, but you go home and feel like misdirecting resources for something that's not sustainable. You go home and you feel like you stood up to something and it's like, but everybody is in a worse place, especially the people you're trying to stand up for the most. And it's like it it's weird because I feel like a majority of people are with us on this, basically. I also feel like it's said less because people pay attention to, I hate saying this, but like the fringes. Um, But the problem is like we are in this like super weird position where it's like we're too radical for like mainstream politics, like way too radical. Exactly. But then we're too like quote unquote liberal. We're pragmatic. (laughs) Yeah, but we're too liberal for the anarchists. So it's like it's hard to find a home there. But I feel like our home is in like that most people agree with us. But um, you know what I'm saying, right? I don't think most people agree with us. I feel like most people want to dismiss anarchism and they want to tokenize performative anarchists to speak for anarchism in general. And I think you and I, we don't do that. So we entertain even the performative anarchists because there is that philosophy that we still want to honor and hold space for, but we are not going and so that's the problem because we will take it seriously enough to actually critique it with valid mm-hmm. critiques meanwhile mainstream people just want to be like anarchism stupid and yeah. we don't do that and so yeah. we get the pressure both from the mainstream but also from the fringes god it's frustrating it is and, and it's also frustrating because you cannot and i realize looking back at like my baby activist stages like mm-hmm. um let, so when i first started with don't shoot portland uh, the way that it happened was because I got them a meeting with Bernie Sanders and I thought Bernie Sanders was radical as fuck. Right. I'm mm-hmm. right out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the most radical person in that race. I'm yeah. a political science major. So we pay attention to politics. And I thought I was super radical. Right. And I end up like finding that like most activists were way farther on the left yep. than Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I don't know if that's true across the country. Um, but, and I also don't know if most Portlanders who support the protest, quote unquote, but like maybe aren't at the protest, if they necessarily know how much, um, performative anarchism, 
um, dominates activist spaces. And, and even in the spaces where it doesn't dominate, it dominates the, um, like it has to always be on your mind. Am I going to be pissing off these anarchist people? Yeah. And it dominates the culture of activism in Portland and it dominates sort of the talking points and the rhetoric. Um, and it's really hard to navigate that if you don't want to play into it. Yeah. It's true. And for years it has chewed at me. You know, I go to protest now and I'm scared to talk to people because I'm like, who are you friends with? Who has a beef with me? Yeah. What beef do you have with me? Mm -hmm. I just came um, right before this podcast from the national, the night out for safety and liberation. And there are folks there who I know not to approach and that, but I had some peace because I, after a really tough year, I said, you know what? This toxicity does not end. Yeah. There movement that's fueled off of hate and division is not going to go anywhere i'm going to be a phoenix right now and they can be a flapping pigeon and that's been helpful for me i'm moving forward with amazing work yeah. both with the q center and with brown hope um you know i even got people from certain organizations that you know that are just like talking to me about like the problems that are happening within our movements and it's like hey like you know i want to be there for you but i at the same time really i have to come to the reality that people are trying to fix a cliff. They're trying to build a bridge off of a cliff so that it goes somewhere. And I'm just having at peace. Like, I appreciate you too. You're like, hey, like the path that I've been going in is killing me. And you've got to, you've got to prepare yourself for the marathon, which I don't pe yeah. think people are actually trying to do right now. No, it's because they get to turn it on and off. Yeah. Um, I get to turn on my performative self just for the protest, just for social media, yeah. you know? But if you're actually invested in changing the community, there is no turning it on and off. And it, it's, it's going to wear at anybody um, who, who has to live it daily and, and yeah. every single second of every day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for me, like, I can't discard the community and like, I, I can't talk, I, I'm going to talk very in vagueness because this could get me in trouble, but I um, am currently dealing with a situation where uh, a group was almost um, pushed out, uh, almost defunded because they work with prisoners who are not pro-prison abolition. And it's because these prisoners are looking for services in the prison so that they can be taken care of. And that to me was really hard because mm -hmm. what we had was uh, a person saying, hey, pr a person who is not incarcerated, not a felon, mm -hmm. not a criminal, no criminal history, saying to all these prisoners, I refuse to give you funding mm -hmm. because you are not radical enough. And I see that happen in our communities. Like, really, we say that we're all about community, about fighting for marginalized voices. Our marginalized communities, they're not the most radical. Yeah. And yet we discard them for our ideology. Like DSA, who are like, we're about economic power for the poor black people. Why can't you go talk to them? Because they're around. Yeah. They can be organized because they don't fit your political agenda. You're willing to discard them and say, well, we'll wait until we can get the political, the black people that we do like. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this a lot. And it's like the exact story that you told. It's like, um, so the other day I tweeted something and someone who was like, no, we should be working instead to blow up. I was like endorsing a politician or something mm -hmm. like that. And they're like, no, we should throw the whole political process away. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and they're like, I'm not. I'm not going to take the scraps that they're going to give me. 
And it's like, if you are starving, you'll eat scraps. Mm -hmm. And it's not up to somebody who's not starving to tell a starving person, no, we're not eating scraps Mm -hmm. as you go home and eat your meal, you know? And it's like, cause, cause so I, I mean, there's this struggle between working within the system, working without incrementalism or massive change. And like, I think there's roles for both, but you can't toss away incrementalism because small wins for people who are living on the on the edges are are huge. So like, for example, when um so one of the things that happened, I think somewhat from the Occupy ICE movement, not necessarily here, but from Abolish ICE and all these things is that a bunch of families were reunited right yeah and a bunch of people say a bunch but a bunch of people then say fuck that we don't care we're it doesn't matter to us we're just abolish ice now and it's like but would you really say that to that family who really just wanted to be i mean they want more than that but that needed to be reunited like being reunited fucking mattered and so just because you didn't get abolishment right then does not mean that that's not a win because um, and it's only not a win for you yeah. because you're not in that very dire circumstance. And for me, it was like, it, 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 it's been the most hope that I've had since Dark Orange came in. Because when else did, has Donald Trump reversed the decision? When else? We had four former living first ladies, all of our living former first ladies come out against Donald Trump. That was and a basically real the current moral first lady. Movement. <laughs> she didn't care, remember? Um, oh yeah. So like, we can win. We can win, and I don't want shit on that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's felt like I've had to stay away from you know militant anti ice demonstrations because I'm not safe there. Um, yeah. But they'll only accept total victory, right? And it's like. But the, but it it because it's performative. It's so inefficient and never going to happen that it's easy to be like, no, we're only demanding no well, borders, ice, no borders. Ice, we just want no ice borders. Ice can be abolished. You know, ice is thirteen years old. But I do okay, agree. But I'm not. Saying, I do agree. They're like, oh, we can't have the whole cake right now. Everything's shit. Yeah, but yeah. not even when we're just talking about ice. Like anything. Like um, you know, like uh, like let's say. Um, the Dems win the House in the Senate or something and put great legislation mm-hmm. forward to um, make immigration more equitable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think me and you would support something that's progressive and can do that. Mm-hmm. They would say, fuck no, it's not their land to do that anyway. Open borders. Um, we can't get behind this. And, and it's like... Or I, talking I to Beyonce. Yeah, and it's like... I mean, a lot of these Leave people... Beyonce alone. A lot of these people don't even vote. And it's like... Um, because they don't believe in the system and that's not necessarily yeah. their fault for not believing in the system. It'd be different if you had like wait in line, but like in Oregon, you just fill out a damn envelope. God, and it's it's just like but they don't think that that vote matters, but it's like if you're like me and have $200,000 in student loan debt, um those votes will matter and votes have fucking changed a lot in America. And to me it's like <laughs> How are you going to be like, we support protest movement when one of the main things that protest movements have gotten black people and women is the right to vote yep. and then be like, and also we're not voting, but we supported those protesters. Like, do you think they were marching and fucking and then dying be for like, nothing? We are allowed to protest because the first amendment. <laughs> yeah. And also we don't believe in government and the constitution was written by white slaveholders and go first amendment. Yeah. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. And that's the thing. Like, if you're going to pick your philosophical route, stick to it. 
but people don't want to do that. They want to be opportunists. Not just stick to it, but don't tear down the people that are doing something more effective than you. Like whatever. Ouch. If you want to be, Ouch. if you want to go be like super duper radical, and I'm not gonna vote, and like every fucking politician ever sucks, and we're never gonna care about any legislation because we're working to abolish America. It's like okay, just do that, whatever. But you don't have to also shit on everybody else. Like and- come to the May Day protest that's full of undocumented workers and then throw fucking cans and bottles at Starbucks windows getting them broke so like the police want to come arrest everybody why would you do that like that's the thing like for people who want to be militant anarchists who want to destroy property like what yeah sure if that's your thing do it why do you do it at protests where people say please don't do it at our protest you can literally go on the other side of downtown and do it if you want to and they refuse to I think that specific example was a handful of individuals who did that and it was fucked up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. But these are people that performative anarchists yes. will be like, that's their right. Diversity of tactics. The same people that threw that shit will like shit on you for like a million different things. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And then wh- why do we like, because the reason why we hate capitalism is because they do a diversity of economic advancement that literally just like ends up the majority being oppressed. So Mm -hmm. like, can we look at when we say diversity of tactics, which really means that, Oh, we're autonomous individuals. You can't control us. How you're pretty much saying fuck community, fuck any kind of collective decision making or any kind of respect for other people. And, and, uh, I'm glad we've kind of gotten to this because I do want to, I've been here. Where have you been? (laughs) No, no, I mean in the conversation, not in theory. Um, but, um, so I had this like big problem and one I will say I'm a Portland DSA member I go to as many meetings as I can I wish that they were more diverse I think one of the reasons I think there are many reasons they're not diverse and it's not the fault of black people you should write Um, a medium article about it (laughs) I will not do that um and so I not one of my diversity of tactics um so but what them and many others kept doing was tweeting like um, if you're not out here, you're collabor- collaborating. That's not what DSA said. DSA said, thanks a lot for not coming to the people who came. And we're mad at Chloe for telling people not to come. And you all need to be here, right? And I was like, wait, okay, but that's easy for you to say if your threat level, if you don't do anything, is very little, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's it obviously exists. People were getting fucked up by the police. But it's obviously disproportionately higher if you're black or from a very marginalized community, mm-hmm. right? And so when you're doing things like basically saying, if you don't come to this protest, you suck, um, and then not acknowledging also uh, black people are way more at risk, you're basically saying black people are not in the community that you're trying to activize, that you're trying to organize. And you're basically conceding that this is not for black people. So then you can't turn around when your meeting has zero black people and be like, why don't the black people come here when all of our external communications are made without black people in mind? And it's like, so if we're going to respect a diversity of tactics, it can't just be for you, right? Like, so for example, for me, um, I bought, um, personally and um advocated for throughout the organization um multiple helmets for people that i knew were going to be there especially for poc people in our organization that Mm -hmm. were going to be there right um one of our people was not one that got shot with a flashbang and could have died if they didn't have a helmet but that is more effective than a lot of things that a lot of white people did and actually 
uh, salvaging and and yeah. supporting community, yeah. right? I was preparing for at worst a vigil and and at best um, a uh, bailout funds and stuff like that yeah. and uh, and support. Like there's so many more ways to be um, impactful and helpful for your community than just to show up. And it's like so primitive and like. I don't know if that's the right word, but like not even barbaric, but it's just like, it's so you're like closing off the best of what human minds can do to say that what you need to do is the tactic we've chosen, which is to go physically show up mm -hmm. and us as black people and as activists in general and as Portlanders are capable of so much better than that. And to act like that's the thing you have to do is just, I think, um, dismissive, uh, and, and almost disrespectful. Yeah. Portland DSA, you're disrespectful. Gregory Fuck. said it. Our la no, I love Portland DSA. You're, I, I gotta listen to this. No, I especially who I am incredibly impressed with, I like honestly is yep. Olivia. I think Good. Olivia is incredibly Good. impressive. Good. Um and um, Hey Olivia. Yeah. And so and so I believe in her leadership Good. and I think that she will do better. It's weird that like PTU has been like absorbed by DSA. That was weird. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you can know, we, can we, can we, you mentioned it, Greg, per what? usual P PTU. What? I'm just, you know, the anniversary just happened. <laughs> can we, can we, I mean, he's not going to stop me. Um, I just, Wanted I just want to sure. point out that Margot is a woman. <laughs> oh shit! Way to entrap me. Um, it's one thing that I was so sad about with Greg leaving. I was like, does this mean I can't say Margot Black on a podcast anymore? Because apparently, um, that is a violation of humanity for me to say Margot Black's name. Well, we're still going to so, be doing podcasts, right? Exactly. So I get to say Margot Black much more times. Margot Black. Margot Black. Margot Black. So. Um, Yikes. I was just tagged in a post. You were tagged, so this is fair game. It for was. You. I didn't say anything. You were tagged. I yes. tagged White Nonsense Roundup. I didn't feel like engaging. It was not my place. So I mic dropped it, and from there, I was subject to a social media lynching. It was ridiculous. It's still up there. Um, White Portland, this is your problem. Look at that thread. I don't need to say anything else. It was just ridiculous, and not only are like the conspiracies getting stranger. Like now Margo Black is saying that I have a close friend who I threatened to out as an Uncle Tom if I did not um if they did not support my my uh medium article. And so first of all, Margo Black, I don't have any close friends, so haha -ha in your face. I'm your close friend, you fucking dick. <laughs> Whatever. When's the last time we hung out? This weekend? I came to your going away Every party podcast? and I missed your goddamn proposal by the way greg's getting married we didn't mention that yet yeah. and he didn't even tell me he was getting married so that's how close we are nobody knew your mom knew that was literally it i know my grandma See? my dad did not know and he fucking ruined it he didn't ruin it that was great right. um because greg was talking about how cat was his best friend and something else co-conspirator or whatever and senior greg uh, greg was like how about wife and so greg got on his knees and yeah, it was not and well every, people it. thought like, it was like, why didn't you dress better? Uh, well, one, it couldn't be obvious. Two, it was like a summer party. What was I wearing? You were wearing like some like wrinkly purple. Oh pink no! Shirt. Wait, I was cute. No, you weren't. I was cute. Cat the pictures cute. are up. Cat I was, was cute. cute. I know. It's like Cat she knew. Overdid you? Yeah, it was like she proposed. 
Um, and she just had a baby too. And she over here just like hold hold my purse. Yeah. Anyways, so cutie. the about we're still on PTU. So PTU. <laughs> Um, the, the thing that was so the, the social media lynching was basically talking about how violent I was because even if I had valid concerns about PTU and Margot Black's behavior, how dare I write a medium article? Greg, you don't, I know you don't want to weigh in, but answer this simple question. If you were going to name an activist group that does call outs against people they don't like via medium articles, what would that activist group be? Fuck, I, I literally don't want to weigh into this, but I found out about Medium from PTU. Exactly. Like, PTU is the Medium user of I think PTU out. discovered Medium. Probably. So it's ironic, even with everything else that's happening. That was the newest revelation to me. Like, they're talking about I was violent for doing this Medium article. Who do you think we... <laughs> yeah, my approach was borrowed and inspired by you, Margo Black, and PTU Organizing Committee. So I'm so... Like, it sucks because one thing that I want to really honor is that uh, mental health is a serious issue. Mm. And it's clear that Margo's dealing with some serious mental health. At the same time, I'm not going to enable the lies that are going on about me. And right now, people are like, how dare you... Um, not take Margot's depression seriously. What I'm not taking seriously is the fact that Margot is being empowered by a lot of racist white people to continue lying more and more. Do you not think that she believes what she's saying? <sighs> I feel like she said it so many times that she couldn't have made it up in like this. But what do you do with that? Way. Is that should I write that all off as mental health? No, or no like no, is no, it white no, supremacy? No. Like what is it? I don't know. No, yeah, I don't I don't know, but I do think that she doesn't believe that she's lying. But like the thing like, like that you said yeah. I'm going to write up medium article or I'm going to do like a massive call out if you guys don't hire me to do this thing or sign people up for my trainings like that that makes I know no it's sense. False. I know it's I, false. I literally give out scholarships to all of my trainings. I gave out free tickets to PTU people to come to my trainings. Like it's never been an issue for people who can't pay to come to trainings that I've done. It makes no sense. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And for people who who listen to that and have taken her side, like, what are you doing? Like, use even a little bit of logical thinking. Does it make sense? With all the work that I've done in this community, most of it for free. I've worked for years for free in the city. Even just recently, something was happening. There was a, a mediation between um, radical anarchists. And once again, even though I said I'm tired of working for white people for free, I said, because I'm a bleeding heart and I want to help this community, I said I was going to facilitate this for free. So, like, I'm constantly doing free work for people and I'm okay with that. So, and I did it for a P for PTU literally last year. I was the MC for their relocation rally because they can find any of the black people. I worked with them on countless forums. I think forums. I was available, honestly, but. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, we're, we're not going to talk about you. things that they've said about you. But anyways, I had spent so much time giving emotional support to Margot when she confided in me with all the things that she was dealing with, the pressure, the conflict. Like, I care about PTU. I'm glad that they are organizing Holgate Manor. Like, get the rent strike. Fight for Relo. Keep doing the, the work. Like, I don't even care that Margo's still organizing or the head of PTU or whatever influence or power she has in, internally. Margo, you do you now. Just stop lying. And if you're going to keep lying, don't tag me because 
I'm not going to cow to your lies and you're going to, it's just not going to be good for you. I'm okay. I, I've unfriended people who are taking your side and I'm okay with that because I got a truth to honor and that truth has given me the influence that I have. People didn't believe my article because I am like charismatic or stuff like that. People leave my article because I have a track record and integrity around telling the truth. Mm. And I'm not just going to tell the truth. I'm going to provide the receipts. Mm. So y'all can keep talking shit about me. I'm screenshotting. That's it. Mic drop. Do you think it's over? I don't care. I've moved on. I'm doing Brown Hope. I'm at the Q Center. We have communities that are dying and suffering on our streets. Um, I know that there are dangerous agitators in our community that I can't trust. And I am letting them organize in their toxic environments. But the work that I do, people know, people who come to our meetings, come to our gatherings, ask them, what kind of space do I elevate? And this one that is healing, it's restorative, it's based off of justice and community. And that's what I've kept myself to. I'm tired of trying to volunteer to save organizations like PTU from themselves. I am now focused on helping real down movements live. Are we like... I'm pro-life. So <laughs> Fucking mic drop. <laughs> bombshell blame it week headline rachel monahan um, i know people keep coming after me thinking that i support newt bueller because i like his facebook page and i'm kind of like leaving it just because i love seeing people overreact <laughs> man that newt bueller thing was pretty crazy how he got disinvited from new avenues for you yeah where, where were what, yeah like what did you think about that greg would you have disinvited him i would have never allowed him to come anyway but i mean that's crazy that that happened <laughs> yeah. Uh so. I'm glad how Newt handled it. That's the thing. Like I'm going to give him mad props because if it was Dennis Richardson, he'd be like, "Look, look at this intolerant left. You know, this is why we need civil discourse." Newt was like, "Hey, are bad." In public. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, New Avenue's board is public. Um like so you can see who's on New Avenue's for you board mm -hmm. and uh Newt Bueller's campaign team, including his finance person, is also public. So, wait, are they on the board? <laughs> You're so funny. I'm, both of those things are public. People can look them up themselves. I have no. I, I don't. Know. I don't know. Get um, to <laughs> you're, you're so ridiculous i hope that sean listens to this podcast i'm gonna send him the link <laughs> i think that uh both of us are like moving away from i mean you did it first but i think like moving away from activism in general right no so my feels work, like my life is activism that's and it's okay like street activism yeah i'm not in grassroots circles anymore i'm not in direct action mm -hmm. um and yeah, that's okay you know i think that one day i will be back in it like i dropped everything for occupy ice i would have been down there every day if they hadn't kicked me out so like i feel like when the time is right i'll be there and i'll always be ready and i have wisdom and experience and humility to bring um but don't but you think our fucking weird ass community is still gonna just re-kick you out that's okay I, that's the thing. Like, I now have my safety net. Yeah. yeah I've got yeah. Brown Hope. I've got Q Center. Mm -hmm. um, I've got better things to do with my time I know. that come with a revolutionary um, philosophy. Yep. Um, and even looking at the Black Panthers, they did healthcare. 
They fed children. They always knew that Wait, I'm our sorry. basic needs. You said they broke windows? <laughs> Is that what you said? I hate you. I hate you. I'm not anti-breaking windows. I just wish that people who are pro-breaking windows didn't treat that as like the only way to create change. Like it's so weird how you're like. And how does that prove wonder. you're a radical that you like broke a window? I know. Like I'm willing to go to jail. Go to it's kind of like it. it's fuck. I don't want to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Go ahead. It's kind of like gangsterism, you know, where it's like yeah. I prove that I'm the most gangster by not caring about my own safety or anybody else around me. Like mm. so, I'm gonna go do this crime that isn't gonna matter in the scheme of life to mm -hmm. prove how much i don't care and it's like that's almost how like some forms of activism work but i'm thinking of somebody that we cannot name who, <laughs> who? mouth it oh <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. it's just uh, shit. the only constant is change and i just appreciate you know that we are making positive steps in our life and it's just sad because i feel like if we are activists if we are like change makers then the very least we can do is make positive steps in our own lives and i think it is a testament for folks who can't even you know even with the system coming at us like it is like we're organizers we're connected uh -huh. to community and there's uh -huh. nothing more powerful than community uh -huh. and so for so many people who have not been able to leverage community yeah. have not been able to really be a part of a, a sustainable and empowering and resilient community kind of just shows, you know, that you are letting your talents as an activist go to waste. Like the community can support e each other. They just got to build community and do that for the long term. And like what, the way that people measure, I think people's accomplishments is often what you did do and what, takes a lot longer to realize is what somebody didn't do and i think that a lot of people in our circumstances would have shut down you know mm -hmm. and been like nope done you know and neither of us did that and it takes a lot longer for people to realize oh this happened to this person and he didn't mm -hmm. do this or she didn't do this or they didn't do this yeah and it's like <laughs> Or Z, come on. Oh, my bad. Um, <laughs> there's fucking 28 of them. It'll take the whole podcast. Oh, my um, God. So, but, trouble. like, it doesn't take... Oh, fuck <laughs> I have to be really, like, oh, I'm too. a real director I mean, now. Like, with Brown Hope, it was like, I can say what I want to, but now I have a job <laughs> and a board. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to get all of my controversial shit out now because soon I'll be, like, that'll just be my life. Like, yeah. um, that one thing. So, um, but but, yeah, what I'm saying is, like, what there's it takes a lot longer to realize that how somebody doesn't react to things that would be normal yeah. um and i think that uh you know that's why it takes longer for for people who are i don't know fucking better people to shine yeah so what as you leave portland behind you leave it in the dust what is what was your favorite moment i think the I mean, like, the go-to answer is the, like, immediate nights after the election. Um, <laughs> the mutiny in the streets. Those yeah. were good times. So those were good those times. Those were good times. Um, I think seeing 
fuck I could, I could come up with so many fucking politician-y type answers that I've been doing no, for all my other interviews memory. I know that's what I'm and saying like, I want like, like a one moment. memory give me a moment like this some people wait a lifetime like a mo- for a moment like this thank you Kelly Clarkson um God, this is I, I don't know I don't know um, Greg, come on you have to be sappy for us if you're gonna leave like leave us with something i know um it's it's because my mind instantly goes to like protest stuff and it's like but it's That's been fine. replicated to, protest but it's eclipse hate was my favorite protest i was ever which one at eclipse hate which was around this time a year oh, ago I after in, charlottesville like, Madison, yeah yeah and that was amazing um and like it was weird because it was right after charlottesville and the police literally said in the news this was a message we didn't want to fight with so they let us basically have free reign which oftentimes like on november 10th or something free reign can turn into something violent but this turned into something amazing i think the airport protests were super powerful um because one airport protest across the country actually changed a lot of things um and i think uh Really, it's just been like the connections with the people that I've made that lasted. Um, I think, you know, you can only it's like, fuck, this is a I'm going to use it. Um, the like, you know, like people come back from war and they're like those people I was at war with, even if I disagree with them about everything. Those are like my brothers, you know what I'm saying? Or like even like sports teams. It's like weird. You know, they'll be like we went through hell together. So like and so I feel like there's relationships that you can only build and have if you've gone through bad shit and good shit and hard shit mm-hmm. um and and so and so i i think those are the things that i'm gonna cherish the most um i think it's best to you know i and, and also what's the most important is the things i've learned and it's like not just like the the normal like i learned how to have a protest that's successful but i've learned you know what uh my priori- priority should be um i think that personal connections are far more important than I thought they were at the beginning where it was like to me I thought it was like quantity over quality mm-hmm. um and I think mm-hmm. now I think differently than that Good. um and so the things that I learned much quicker like it's hard for me to say I've learned a lifetime of things in these past like two years since we started super organizing but I think that there's a I, I had a crash course in a lot of things mm-hmm. um and I think that uh you know I was sort of had to play publicly that like I knew what I was doing at all times, but Oh, I knew you didn't. (laughs) I know, but a lot of times I didn't. And so it's like, but, um, you know, you don't get that credit at first. We were like, well, you're in front of the camera. You got to know what the fuck you're talking about. But I feel like I got a crash course in a lot of things and learned a lot that, um, really sort of propelled me into who I think I can become. And I think taking this step away from Portland to sort of, um, mold myself into that um, and then potentially come back with even more sharpened skills and, mm-hmm. and things will will be super beneficial to my life and hopefully this community and potentially Atlanta. As we go on, we remember. This is like the most emotional I've ever heard you sound like, Mr. Roboto. I sound emotional? Well, your, your, your words are emotional. Your tone uh, is not. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it's very I'm, nostalgic. I'm not like an emotion guy, you know? I know. You got to work on that fuck man just a little bit just a little bit of spice with that salt so um what's your final message for ted wheeler (laughs) 
resign. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> He's so bad. I love it. He's so much worse than anybody could have expected. <laughs> like you legit think he's Donald Trump. <laughs> he is. I would kill I would kill for Jules Bailey right now. No. 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 You think Jules would be worse than Ted? Jules Bailey sociopath. I'm sorry. I'd rather have uh, Bim Ditson. Do you remember him running yes. for mayor? I'd rather have did him you, as mayor. He he. Um, <laughs> did you hear about? Because we had a uh, when I was at Know Your City, we did a candidates forum, uh-huh. and Jesse Spongberg was supposed to be one of the people. It was called America's Next Top Candidate, so it was kind of like oh, this I remember, parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and Jesse Spongberg was supposed to be at it, and then he went onto YouTube and said that. He was going to slit his wrists because I am too friendly to Jules Bailey. Legit said that. And I flipped out on him and said, how fucking dare you apologize? And so Jesse didn't come to the uh, um, forum. So then we had Bim Ditson. And so he, we had a catwalk. So people walked around while we did a bio for and them. And killed it, huh? He had a cardboard box, a white cardboard box that he wrote people of Portland on. And then he uh, connected it to his belt with a piece of twine and he walked around and thinking we had a comedian be our MC. So our comedian says, here's Bitson dragging the people of Portland on the ground. Legit is what he was doing. Oh no. <laughs> Who was the comedian? It was Alex Falcone. No, I don't know that person. He's funny. Wow. Good guy. Really cares about nonprofits. Well, it was great. So yeah, I agree. Bim Ditson would have dragged us <laughs> through the ground, and wait, I would have. I would have rather had Bim Ditson as mayor than Ted Wheeler. I agree. You agree? Think about the concert parties, man. Be dope. What about Dave the Ack Ackerman? Hell no. Nope. I don't know who that is, but no. You know who would have been good is the fireman dude. Sean. I thought he was a veteran. Sean Davis. He's a veteran and a fireman. I thought. Oh, good. Yeah, he was. He would have been great. He's chill. Yeah. Sarah would have been cool. Yeah. No, there are definitely better options than Ted Wheeler. Have you seen the scooters downtown? I don't care. You're not going to ride on the scooters? I'm post-Portlandia. God, like, I downloaded the app today, and oh, then no. I like was hopping on the scooter. I was literally on the scooter, and then it was like, sorry, I couldn't connect. And I was like, oh, I walk. The but I was going to do it. There's three of them. My favorite one is Limes. There's three scooter companies. Why did we Limes, just get birds, invaded and by because scooters. city council? They were like ready city council or maybe not city council, but some somehow they got approved through some bureaucratic way. Okay. Yeah, this was the distraction that was happening. Occupy Ice was going on, and mm-hmm. city council was like, "This is our opportunity. <laughs> There's going to be scooters everywhere when people scooter emerge." Epidemic. Scooter uh, but uh, since we're talking Ted Wheeler, before we close, I just want to say Ted Wheeler, got it. He's yo, what the fuck? Like they, they hurt a bunch of people with like fucking flashbangs and like their reaction to it. Their like their investigation is going to see if there was force used. And like, what do you mean if there was force used? Like, have you seen the video of them pushing that no, woman? And it's like, 
and they're like there's blood and we're gonna gore keep and guts. you safe like, from doing, pair. just fucking stop doing that it's yeah. just like so simple like just don't and it's like they literally did that to prevent violence and they were yeah exactly it's and, dumb. and i don't know if you saw but uh on the opb interview danielle outlaw was like if you come to a protest in flak jackets and helmets then you obviously have bad intentions and I'm like, that's profiling. Oh, like you're fucking cops. Stop the profiling. Well, like fucking, yep. what are they wearing? And it's like, and the, there's pictures of them laughing as they do it. And it's mm. like they're just out of control. Yeah. Fire them all. You know. Oh, I have this last theory before we end. Okay. If 52% of the okay, you shared the thing about the vacancies, right? Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. what 16,000 roughly something vacancies. Yeah. There's around 4,000, probably more mm-hmm. um, homeless people in Portland. Um, fifty-two percent of the people arrested by PPB are um homeless. If we, if there were zero homeless people, they would need fifty-two percent less of the budget, right? Well, you could take fifty-two. Cops are overworked, but yeah, you could theoretically you could take fifty-two percent of their budget away if there were zero homeless people because they're okay. Uh, if we took that fifty-two percent away from the cops put all of those people in the vacant buildings or allowed them to be in vacant buildings, not put them, you know, um, vouchers or whatever form, mm-hmm. then we could just solve homelessness and the police profiling of the homeless people. I mean, obviously those numbers have to work out better, but right. Well, you know, I, 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 I still approve of your policy, even though it won't ultimately be like that because, you know, crimes of survival aren't just based off of housing status, it's economic status. And so we're talking about, uh, people who will just be poor and in houses mm-hmm. and they're still probably commit crimes of survival. But so. we're then assuming that the people arrested are actually committing crimes. Um, so some of them are. Yeah. Some That's of, the, just the uh, yes, some yes, of them yes, are. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Some of them some are. are. Yeah. Some aren't. Exactly. Most are not convicted um mm-hmm. they're cited gone and mm-hmm. that's it it's to get them off of whatever mm-hmm. situation also arrests um are somehow related to accessibility to arrest that person yeah because you don't need a warrant to go in their house if their house is outside yeah you know so no no i agree it definitely will yeah. ext- radically cut down the amount of crimes that police are arresting mm-hmm. people for so first step let all those people into the vacant houses. Wapato. Um, into vacant houses. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it's like those 16,000 vacancies were just 16,000 beds in different fucking prisons. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just let them into those places and then slash the police budget by 52%. Let it all work out. Yeah. Boom. That's what I would do if I was mayor. Teresa Ray for 2020. So who are you going to miss the most? Cameron. You liar, it's Chris. And then Chris. Duh. Okay, other than me. My, you're not going to like my other answer either. Margot Black. <laughs> okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably uh, family, obviously. And then um, James. Ow, no, I'm kidding. No, no, James is a good guy. He's okay. a good friend for you. James. <laughs> We still got beef, James. I'm gonna call that out. <laughs> Did you guys not see each other at my party? I will be pleasant okay. right. and okay. diplomatic. Yeah, I'm just knowing so, where to um, avoid toxicity. Eli from Portland Resistance. That's good. Yeah. Um. Fuck. I mean, like, I don't want to do award ceremony shit where it's like if I forget Come somebody, on. so I'm just gonna leave it there. Come on, Whitney. Because then it's gonna be like if I forget somebody, it's like fuck. And so. I will 
always love you. Come on. Name some more people. Show mm, your appreciations. Okay. Um, Chelsea, Josh, Steele. Mm-hmm. Um, You're really like a there's PR this person, loyalist. There's this person, Kevin, who I'm going to miss. Adam. Um, it's pretty dope. There's this person, Chris, who's probably going to kill me for even saying their name. So they're like super fucking Antifa. Uh, I'm gonna miss. Christopher Batifa's gonna kill you. Oh, you're not gonna like this one either. Margot Black. <laughs> no. Okay, Sammy so Black. if it's not one of them, then it's okay. I'm gonna miss Luis. He's fucking entertaining. <laughs> as hell. Oh my gosh. I had to unfriend Luis. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was fine. Yeah, and then just like my like old school like high school friends and shit. You know that yeah. will never listen to a podcast in their life. But whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. Not gonna, I wish the list was longer. Who you're not gonna miss? The other Chris Wallsmith who broke my hand with the <laughs> hardest handshake of all time. <laughs> that was great. That was great. I'm still recovering. Oh man. All right. So what's the best thing that could happen to you in Atlanta? I meet Stacey Abrams and she's like, Will you be my deputy lieutenant governor? Oh my gosh, not gonna happen. <laughs> um I think they my what i want the blueprint to be as i go um i shine as a communications director for an amount of years i leave the organization i work for in a much better place than it is now i leave in a very um you know um respectable way to come back to um portland potentially to work in a similar position and um hopefully have a prominent role in our community so you really are married to coming back. Like That's the plan, yeah. I'm not from Portland. And so yeah, see, I just I'm, want to th- This is all I've ever I know, had. I just want to employ on you that Portland is a unique You want to be the only famous strong. black activist person in Portland. Yeah, it was so much different when you weren't here. <laughs> I know who's going to be left. Like I've actually already replaced you, Greg, so I just want to tell you. I've got my new caramel coming in. Um Who? I got a few like Richie, one of the people Brown Hope People's Assembly. He is fuck my Richie. New. I know he's not a comms guy. <laughs> That's gonna be so embarrassing. I sat with him on Sunday for three hours, helping him prepare one Mailchimp email. So y'all are different. Y'all are yeah. different. Yeah. So <laughs> Greg's like, I'm still the best. Yeah. Um, but no, I've got, you know, I, I've had to be intentional. Be like, hey, Greg's not going to be here. Who are my confidants? Because mm-hmm. um, I need that. But like, I need you. We can still, like, I'm not dead. <laughs> Whatever. Now I need people who will pick sides for me. That's, you never did that. I'm uh, diplomatic. <laughs> In a way that hurts. I don't what hurts me is people fucking talking shit about me and I got so much of it so early that I yeah. avoid it at all costs now. Yeah. But it doesn't help. <laughs> That's the thing. Like for me it's like I don't hear it. Which helps me. I don't think ignorance is bliss. I think that's just how we're different. Well, if we were the same then you'd be coming to Atlanta too. No, not Atlanta. Not Atlanta. Are you actually going to visit though? And when? Yes, I'm gonna get that Bucci. When? Um, you know, now that I have a job, I feel like I need to take more breaks for real. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe for the end of this year, I really want to go back to great. Mexico though. And like, I have to leave. I gotta go to Kentucky in two weeks. Then I gotta go. You'll to... already be in the South. Come fuck with me. 
already have my ticket. Yeah. No, I, I already have my return ticket. I, uh, I can't. I can't make. You can get the time. trip insurance. No, sorry, I'm cheap. And then I got to go to Rochester, New York, next month. I'll mm-hmm. probably go to Toronto while I'm up there. Mm-hmm. And then I need to go to Mexico. Like Mexico's calling me, but somehow I'm gonna come to Atlanta. All right. And we're still gonna do the podcast. We're going international. Chris, are we doing this? Uh Chris wants to. God I got damn, a I've mic. Outvoted. So I got a mic. So okay, we'll figure it out. We don't have to go to X-ray no we more. We did, That's like, good. one when you were in, like, fucking Switzerland or that some shit. That was a disaster. We were, I was in Vienna. Okay, yeah, that was bad. Vienna, correction. That was not good. It was not good. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, no, Um, thank you for being a friend, and I don't know. What we're still going to be friends. Maybe. Oh, God damn. Like, Cameron's going to block my number free. as soon as we leave from this podcast and be like, I'm moving on from Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Taking applications. I'm going to add on Craigslist. Seeking new friend. Did we lose our sponsorship or do you got chocolates? I don't have chocolates on me. I'm trying to lose weight too anyways. Like I've been eating pastries for the past month. Like I don't need any more sugar. Sorry. All right. Well, when I come back, I'm going to be buff and have dreadlocks or some shit. You're a liar. Yeah, right. I've been going to the gym every day for a month. Oh, man. Keep doing that, please. Uh, oh whoa on the mask too uh-huh. that, that tattoo just stretched I know, yeah. see for those who are listening i don't oh, know uh, just it ripped like through my shirt the baby <laughs> ripped through Cash my shirt here looking fine and shit and you're like uh you already got dad bod before you were dad i know i was <laughs> drinking too much yo it's hard it's being around toxic activists i i probably i'm 100%. fucking out well what are, what's your final word for portland Holy shit. That's it? Really? Um, reading Twitter. No, the police union just put out a statement about their officers um, from the uh, protest. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Um, That's Daryl Turner. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah Daryl Turner. Fucking Coagula. 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 I didn't know that word until you said it earlier. It's from today. Get Out. Oh, okay. I thought it yeah. was like uh, from Hannibal. Um, no, so if you ever seen Get Out, the whole premise of it, I thought Get Out was actually a bad movie, but um, the end, it was right boring. after we talked about Contrarians. It was boring. <laughs> no, you need to see. Sorry the first to bother part is you. Boring. Sorry I to bother you. That. Oh my fucking that, god! I don't want to get fucking fuck. kicked out the theater. It, no, you won't. No, you won't. Like the movie itself is wild. Like the yeah. movie should be kicked out of the theater because okay. that's how fucking wild it is. Okay, it's I'll some nigga shit. It. Which I can say because I'm from Compton. Yeah. I'm kidding. There's another conspiracy someone threw out about me. Um, oh, I another, saw this. I know. Another one of our friends was like, don't fuck our, our non-friends was like, don't fucking ever send, uh, invite me to a Cameron Witten event. And then someone was like, uh, is he still going around saying nigga? And this person was like, really? He says that? And he, <laughs> this other person was like, yeah, he says he can say nigga because he says he's from Compton. You're like, like dark exactly <laughs> and i would never say i'm from compton like and first of all i don't say nigga i just don't it's not my lexicon and then two i am black so i can't say nigga if i wanted to and three i'm from sterling fucking virginia why would i say i'm from compton like clearly this person doesn't know me and thought cameron was somebody else that they hate and then this other person because they hate me bought a bunch of lies because that was helpful for them that's so, a weird thing people do the conspiracy that well come out, no and like also like uh, I don't like that person, so anything negative you say about them, I take it as true. Exactly. It's like the right does that. It's like I could be like, yeah, Hillary Clinton runs a child sex ring out of a pizza parlor. <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah, sounds outlandish, but I really don't like Hillary Clinton. So, yeah, Pizzagate. Yep. That's exactly what's happened to both of us. 
Yeah, fuck like Carlos. <laughs> Finally name them. I fucking hate him. <laughs> we actually had a positive relationship for a spell. PR. I got him to come to a PR event. Fuck that guy, He came dude. to it. He was mellow. And then after he left, he started talking shit. And you he know, lies. Exactly. I got them money. I got you and Kat to give them money to help them with their political agenda. And then they threw me under the fucking bus. Oh, and also, let's say that. Okay, so his whole shit was you didn't bail out this one black person, right? And now me and you have been working super hard to bail out tons of black people. Silence. And now they're Dead like, silence. fuck capitalism. Yeah, Stop spending all yeah exactly. Oh, you're all about money, this and that. Yeah. It's like, you should be and prison fuck abolition. that fucking Sarah person from fucking whatever it's called. I don't fuck with her either. She fucking sucks. It's from what? The white so, or the white org- organization that doesn't allow black people. Oh, Surge. Oh, Surge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck her. Oh, damn. Yeah, I don't fuck with her either. Pick I a don't... side. Oh, <laughs> I know that one. Yeah. We had a big fallout with PTU. Like... I was giving her like a lot of information about what was going on. And then I saw her in a PTU uh, picture and I was like, okay, what's going on here? And after the article came out, she like was just like very like not really talking about criticizing them, but it was like openly criticizing me. And I was like, damn, you are really doing what you can to help white supremacy win. She's racist. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That's why she picked Surge of all places. It's so sad because I want to work with all of these people. No, those are the only two people that I literally hate. I don't hate anybody, but yeah, I can see the just the nonsense. There's just too much nonsense in this community. And that's why I love why you're getting out because I don't know another place that has nonsense like Portland. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I haven't lived anywhere else like I've lived in Portland, but you'll know just like being there for a few days. You're like... Mm -hmm. This like I think it's the non-fluoridated water just makes people fucking go crazy here. That's my theory. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I live in Lake Oswego. We got fluoride. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't live in Lake Oswego. I live in. You did. I did. I did. Uh, Or as they will say, I'm from Lake Oswego. You live on a hill. You live in Aloha. You lived on a hill on a hill. That was some fucked up shit. Like I had to like hike up your driveway. And with that. And with that, I feel like we just had a huge catharsis. We just like let out a big old fart. I know. Right so many people are going to be mad plane. at us, which is going to suck for me, except you're for if you're Sarah or Carlos. Fuck you. <laughs> Please. If I you don't heard, even know if her name is Sarah. It is. It is? It is. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> oh, damn. And honestly, I probably wouldn't recognize either of these people Sarah's if I saw them in person. <laughs> yeah. But, I, well, I didn't want to assume their gender, but. Oh, my gosh. You're the worst. <laughs> well portland we love you and this is just a bunch of tough love and i'm gonna definitely feel the repercussions of this more than you do <laughs> <'Cause> I'll be <laughs> gone. you'll be gone all right hey release this on friday right before i go all right <laughs> do you want to say anything about your former place of employment <laughs> or your current to soon to be former uh <laughs> when is my last day yeah what are they gonna fire me on my last day no actually i really like my place of employment even Except though for, they get black people arrested. Fuck yeah. My the admin of New Avenues for Youth films black people doing illegal stuff and gives it to the police and calls the cops all the time. <gasps> all right. So with that, thank you all for listening to Chocolate and Caramel. This will be our last physical podcast in a long time. Till you come to Atlanta. I'll be here in November. I mean, like fuck. I, I wanna be out then. on Thanksgiving time. I'm gonna go to Mexico. 
Are you going to invite me to Thanksgiving with Esperanza Spalding like you promised? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. I've been waiting. I've been seeing all your self Esperanza. It really hurts my feelings. Yeah, that's the homie. Okay, what about DeRay? Sh- she will be what mad if you treat her like a celebrity. I don't Literally hates it. Like, act like you don't know who she is. Who's Esperanza Spalding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. So, kisses. Can you say something... Um, Empathetic. Um, I will miss you all. No. Try that again, dude. I uh, fuck. Yeah, fuck Carlos Touch and yourself. Sarah. All right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Fine. I will end it. Uh, Greg, you are a friend. Um, you are my Hellraiser. You have given uh, a gift to this city, and we don't deserve you. We don't deserve you, and. May all of the experiences that we've shared together just be an uh, engine for the rest of your life and call me whenever, you know? You're not going to. You might text me every now and then. You might tweet every at me. Every now and then. We text every day. <laughs> we literally are in a constant text conversation. Every now and then, but well, meaning every hour or so. Send nudes. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. I'll slide into your DMs. <laughs> all right, loves. Um, goodbye. Goodbye. And good night and stream you later.